Welcome to the show. My guest is my friend. He is one of the few, I think, auteurs, I would say, that I know. I think so. Uh, it's This is Kevin Del Principe. <laughs> Hi. Wow. Shy. Hi, everybody. This is going to be a shy and very pulling teeth interview. Okay. Um, well, I just thought, I thought there was more of an intro. Oh, I'm going to go into it. Okay, I'm going to get sorry. into how... I was supposed to say hi first. And yeah. Uh, so Kevin, yeah, he, like I said, he's an auteur to me because he is one, uh, an author. He's got a book that will be out probably the time that we're, this uh, episode is going to be released. It's called I Animal. Can you give a, a shout out to your publisher so they're happy? Um, it's uh, it's being published by Tumbleweed Books. Nice. Tumbleweed Books. And uh, he may do... You are doing a book tour. Yeah, just like a small book tour. Like really small. Like Midwest. You, like, you got to hype yourself up. Or like, like, go well, like, like it's a five-city tour all across the country. Yeah. Yeah, it's like many cities yeah. across the country. But mostly in Michigan and, and in, my, in New York, kind of where I'm from. And maybe down to Kentucky and... Nice. A few places. So, so that's that's one part of Kevin's biography, and Kevin's also a screenwriter and film director. He just, as of the taping of this episode, wrapped on his first feature narrative. What's uh, oh, it's called Up on the Glass. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep, filmed in Michigan. Yep. Shout out to Michigan. Filmed in a kind of a small town, Shelby. Michigan. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a cool experience. Like, it's good to be back. Um, it was my first feature, and I don't know, shooting out in the Midwest. I guess like a lot of my a lot of my work, sort of, like my heart is kind of in the Midwest a lot. So like a lot of my yeah. work and characters are based in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, so so yeah, so Kevin's work uh, generally to me is more on the you know dramatic side. Though uh, we have collaborated together on what I would say is probably the breakout web series of 2013 that was on a that was on a platform that got bought by a larger company and then the platform got dissolved completely. So it went well. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you know for that platform it was like the hottest thing that they had for like five months until they got bought out and then we lost all our views. So if you if you ever come across Murder and Swamp Pond on YouTube, the the number of views don't reflect the number of views that actually had existed. Yeah, hopefully a lot of people listen to this. Yeah, so then we'll get the word out that that's the case. That right. It's also called Hard Case, right? Hard Case. Oh, hard. Yeah. Pond. So then we did a spinoff also on that platform that also got wrecked on views called Hard Case, mm. which was 
basically fake news before fake news. And it was kind of, it was funny like then, like it was funny when we first started doing this and it's like, to me, fake news is like less funny. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not funny anymore. It's like scary and yeah. like, it makes me sad. You know? Yeah. But like before it was like, yeah, this is kind of fun. Like we can crack jokes and everything is sort of a little yeah. lighthearted and tongue uh. in cheek and that's less funny now. So that's probably, but, but if you do ever see it, it was before. Yeah. Though. Interestingly, spoiler alert, we we did material on U.S. Russia relations. Oh, we did. Yeah, that's and, right. And Putin before, like people knew what they know now about him, right. like as far as his ties to whatever. Yeah, like our our main character may have had some kind of interaction with Putin, like some sort of relationship. Yeah, they were in the least friendly. We suggest involving horses and animals. Anyways, uh, let's 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 just you know. So that, so my point is. Uh, Kevin has a comedic side. He's not the dark warrior as most of his writing would suggest. In the his book, work. But the book is kind of, the book is funny. Like it's like a book of literary fiction, but it's like, that's, okay. not, that's not like a dark thing, but the film is dark. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, but multiple sides to Kevin. And now we will hear Kevin's uh, best story. I've never told, uh, as I say to, all my guests generally on the show. I, Kevin gave me like a like a half a sentence description of the story. He was just like, this is the experience I had while on my film shoot. And I was like, okay. But again, I don't know what's going to happen. This could be really funny, serious. I don't know. But we'll get into it after uh, we hear the story. Cool. So in terms of the story, it's like, it's more of an experience than anything. Like, um, so this is my first feature film and we're kind of down in Michigan uh, on a budget and really relying on the community to make this happen. And, and it was really an awesome experience and like so many people helped us. And, you know, one thing we were looking for help was with locations and we locked down like, you know, all our locations just about, um, you know, in pre-production and even in the kind of like the, I guess like the four or five days we had before we started shooting, the one location that was still kind of hanging out there was, uh, we needed a church and it was, a pivotal kind of scene in the film because the main character without talking a lot about the film like the main character basically you know he he sort of makes a choice to defend himself and he ends up hurting someone else he ends up murdering someone else but then he makes a like a poor choice to cover it up so the first thing you could sort of say like in self-defense he makes a choice okay but then he covers it up because he has fear, I think, and a fear of institutions and like fear of like like people not believing him. Like I think that's the reason for it. But in any case, like then he's able to kind of like um, end up having this relationship with this woman who he's a- always kind of cared for. So it's like he ended up sort of murdering his best friend, covering it up, and then he has he has the ability to have a relationship with his sort of best friend from college or his old friends spouse like the, okay. the relationship he, he always wanted and he's kind of like in the midst of that um well, that's a, that's in the trailer what's that that would be in the trailer yeah sort of yeah like that's, no, no spoilers yet yeah I, I think that's sort of fair I yeah mean, i don't want you to spoil the movie i want people to see it okay so well in but, any case i'll just like, sort of say like basically what it comes down to is like he has a choice over like how he conducts himself in this relationship okay and um there's a pivotal moment where he goes to this church and 
he kind of can choose to do what's right and the church kind of represents that it's not like he goes inside the church he sort of hears music he actually hears um a hymn like amazing grace okay and he just hears it it's not even like happening in the church he just hears it and it's like he goes to this church and he has a choice whether he's going to kind of like do the moral thing now finally or not uh, so it's an important piece of the film in any case right and it was like really difficult to find a church like for a variety of reasons like one we're like in this kind of rural area it was just tough to find the right church and then we did find like this sort of beautiful church it was like a white church it was a catholic church and it was such an amazing kind of church because it's like you kind of like you see it from the parking lot on the side but then you kind of can walk up these steps to the front and then there's like the steeple like i'm not an expert in sort of church architecture but there's a steeple and you kind of look up and you see like three layers including like stained glass windows and this beautiful white church white 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 wall white paint yeah yeah, Yeah. white paint and everything got it um so I was like, this is this is the one. Like, if we could somehow make this happen, like, let's do it. And then Nikki Brown, who's my, like, partner in life and also creatively, um, who's helping me. Like, we co-wrote it together and produced the project together. Um, shout out to Nikki. Shout out to Nikki. Um, so Nikki, like, called up this church and um, ended up setting up a meeting with uh, the father of that church so yeah yeah so we go we go to meet with the sort of the, the priest yeah of the church and actually it's like he's the priest of like two two churches since it's a rural area he is like the priest of actually two churches and he kind of runs both those churches okay so we have to drive out to like a different town um to to meet with them at the other church so not the white church some other church and we meet with them there and then we, we walk in and he's like this really great man. Like, I think he's originally from another country and then sort of became a priest and then um, was sort of put put uh, in charge of these congregations. Okay. Uh, but in any case, like we meet with him for like an hour and um, he has this kind of like break down the entire story to him. Oh, wow. Um, the entire story. I mean, it probably took about half an hour even just to do that, just to chat about it. He had many questions about the story. You, you had a straight up pitch the movie yeah like spoilers and everything like right? so like, like in a like in a, a meeting like a hollywood meeting yeah totally yeah and he was taking notes oh wow um, and just asking questions and like a lot of really good questions too like he really understood yeah. story very well that's really interesting and um and that part was really cool because you know like it really got me thinking a lot because i'd been in the kind of the grind of just like pre-production and sort of stress and you know in, in, in all the kind of like sort of micro details of everything. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, let's talk about story. And, and then also let's talk about morality. You know, that's what he was attaching himself to because there's a, a moral component, an ethical and a moral component in the film. And that was something that he was curious about. And that's also like something that like really was important to me in the film, like the heart of the film. It's like there, there's, there's morality there. Sure. Even though it's sort of like it's, intertwined with or at least on a superficial reading it could be kind of read as just like darkness like mm-hmm. that there's a lot of that, that there could be sort of dark behaviors going on but in reality there's a moral kind of component a moral tale and sort of print there's principles there are principles being kind of laid out in the story yeah. so in any case like that was like kind of an amazing experience and I, i'd say like the the part that was sort of like the culminating aspect of the experience was like at the very end, I mean, he had already said like basically he was on board, but um, 
even though this is like a small church and everything else, it's part of the Catholic Church, so it's part of the archdiocese um, uh, uh, locally, you know, in, in that area. Okay, okay. Uh, that's attached to like a big region. Okay. So he was going to yeah. have to kind of run it up the chain. But he said, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm basically, I'm with you guys, and I don't see any reason for this not to go through. Yeah. I mean, I, of course, had some kind of concerns about that. Like, well, once you get to that level of, of, of church, like, are they really going to be comfortable? Uh, sure, there's now the, the bureaucracy of it all, of right. going up different chains of command and just getting mm-hmm. the sign-off to, yeah, to mm-hmm. film. Of a huge organization, you know, and also that there were, he sort of suggested yeah. there was going to be a legal aspect potentially. He's like, well, they may want you to sign something as well, sure. you know, like something attached to what we needed them to sign, which, you know, makes sense. But in any case, like the kind of highlighted experience for me in some ways was like, that got me thinking about all this I wanted to share. It was that at the very end, you know, he, he wanted to pray for us. And I was like, sure. You know, and Nikki was like, yeah. So this priest kind of comes over and gets close to us and he's sitting in a chair and we're sitting in chairs and he holds, he holds our hands and he prays for us and he prays on behalf of the film. And he was also, I can't remember if he was saying this a lot in the prayer, but a big thing that was important to him is he said, he just really thought that like the story that we were trying to tell could be helpful to kids, like young people. Yeah. Um, because there is this moral component about like sort of to make how, how making choices has an impact and sort of like, you know, he was talking about kind of like, the, I forget what his phrase was, but something about kind of like the measure of a man, you know, it's like the choices that you make sort of define you. Yeah. Um, so in any case, he prayed for us and it was like this kind of really interesting and powerful experience. And then, you know, it sort of really impacted me. It kind of gave me pause and it sort of got me thinking about a, a lot of other sort of experiences, um, with religion and otherwise because because you know nikki and i both and she wouldn't mind me saying this because i talked to her like we're not religious people and i can talk about my experience but like you know nikki's not a religious person yeah either. i mean i mean i kind of we're kind of leading into mm-hmm. that part of the 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 the, the conversation but i mean the does there kind of a follow-up to the prayer like uh well i guess like the the like what ended up happening was um it did sort of run up the chain you know, the archdiocese, um, is it archdiocese or archdiocese? I don't know. I don't know. Archdiocese? No. We're writers and we don't know. It's yeah. fine. Sort of got, got involved and, uh, you know, there was a kind of like the sort of the paperwork component on there and yeah. all the, the legal aspects. And, you know, that was something to consider because there were, they, they wanted us to have creative freedom, it seems like, but there, there was also very specific language, um, about sort of like the values of the Catholic Church and that we, we would be upholding those values. Mm. And that was somewhat of a concern to me because it's, I just didn't want to be sort of held back in any way or not be able to use the footage if somebody subjectively decided that we weren't upholding the values of the Catholic Church. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like that we were doing anything that was offensive based upon what I saw in the document. But I just I wondered, like, well, you know, who's, who would be scrutinizing this and, and making those considerations? Yeah. So that was like a concern. But in any case... Um, you know, there's some back and forth and, you know, Nikki was able to speak to uh, the attorney who was representing the church and, you know, at least, or not speak to, but I think email or something or voicemails were left. But in any case, like he was saying like, yeah, we, we want you to have creative freedom. It's just the church would be more comfortable. And then we had sort of trust. So they had trust in us. Like they had yeah. sort of trust that we weren't going to do anything that was going to sort of um, uh, disrespect the church. And, they had trust and then when we had trust in them that they were going to give us creative freedom to do to sort of tell the story we want to tell so it ended up being kind of a powerful yeah. experience at least so far 
so we shot we shot there and it was great and you got you got permission and we got permission we signed off they signed off and we shot there and it was a cool it was a cool even to to shoot there there were a couple people including there was like a young kid who was there with his parents who were like watching us film and i'm sure that was interesting maybe to him but um but yeah it was great it was a, a cool cool experience ultimately yeah i mean let's so yeah i mean like i guess we can let's kind of dive into this more of more of an experience but i think what's interesting here to discuss with you is that because we're friends and i know you i know you to not be religious mm-hmm. I, I know you to not really you know be affected by spiritual things so so you do you think you had some kind of like going through the process of like being prayed for did you you felt something like how would you kind of mm-hmm. you know yeah well i think i guess um i think you're like you're partly right like we're, we're very close and you know me very well and i think you're you're partly right that i'm like i'm i'm not a religious person today no doubt but i guess the other part is i've shared a little bit with you over the years it's like that i grew up very religious you know so i grew up very very religious you know where right like you're not you had the knowledge you you knew what's there uh, as far as like christian yeah i mean i had teachings and stuff like that like you're you know it yeah Yeah, and beyond that though i mean like you know like i grew up religious in in the context of like you know going to church twice a week sometimes three times a week growing up and um, oh, I, okay. I yeah, didn't I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so like, let me just give you the breakdown. So, so if anybody's listening, you know, someday they'll kind of understand where I'm coming from. So, like, um, you know, I grew up um, Protestant in like evangelical kind of Christian sort of churches and circles. Okay. But you know, my my grandparents, like on both sides of my family, were Catholic. Mm. Um, so like Italian Catholic and then Italian meets kind of Polish Catholic just generally like on both sides of the family so Catholicism was like a big part of tradition my parents kind of broke with that tradition before I was born and became sort of Protestants like evangelical Christians as part of the what, what people might call the Jesus movement in the, the late sort of probably 70s um, okay. and, and yeah. so in any case like so like for them Christianity I'm sure it meant lots of different things, but one thing was like sort of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, really getting into reading the Bible, you know, church was a big part of, of, of life. Yeah. Um, um, so I had, so I had that experience and also I went to, I don't talk about it a lot, but, but you probably know, like I went to a religious college as well for four years. Um, um I, ba- yeah, I barely know. Because you don't talk about that. Yeah, because I don't. I don't talk about it that. That's much. what the yeah. show is uh, yeah, about. Right. Yeah, yeah, like we, you don't. You don't talk about it. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't talk about it a lot. So, so I went to religious college for four years, like the same kind of circle, like sort of, I guess you would say, like evangelical Protestant. You know, in terms of the background, like considered like non-denominational, but but that would be the background. Okay. And you know, I and I sort of just like walked away from all that. You know, like, and it was easy and it was an easy kind of walk away when it came down to it. Like not easy with my parents initially, but personally, yeah. like it was easy for me to do. Like, I guess one quick story I'll tell is like, I remember a few years after college, I remember talking to somebody um, who was from that college, who was like doing writing and writing about religious topics. And yeah. and this individual had like um some sort of magazine and and I talked about maybe you know writing for them because I was like you know getting start you know getting started with writing 
And uh, this guy had like a setup where it was like talking about like losing your faith. Like he's like, yeah, like we have this sort of thing where like it's like a, like a column where people will come in and talk about losing their faith. Okay. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, like thanks for the offer, you know, like because he didn't mean anything by it. But I was like, yeah, that's just not for me because like I don't feel like I, I lost anything. Like I just don't. I'm not looking at it in terms of some kind of deficit. I'm not looking that I gained, like, that I'm better than everyone else, you know, now because I'm not, you know, as religious as I was as a child. But, you know, that just didn't kind of sort of suit me. And then I sort of just, you know, like, in terms of my experience, like, you know, my journey just kind of, like, separated from the religious components, except for that my parents are still very religious and still kind of run in those same circles. But other than that, you know, uh, majority of my friends probably are not in the same exact circles I grew up with, yeah. though I have friends that are religious, et cetera. So in any case, like my life kind of went in a different direction. Um, well, I guess, yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting. Like, so I guess we'll kind of get into, I don't want you to spoil your film, you know, but in terms of like, because you, you know, more or less separated yourself from, from sort of your religious background to then many, many years later, do your first feature where there's a, pivotal scene right. in a church, right. a Catholic church, which yeah, is part right. of your like super old family roots. Right, yeah. And you needed that location. Like what like kind of like I guess why did you without ruining your film, just spoiling it, decide to have a church scene? And do you think that has some sort of serendipitous like involvement with that the father that you know you met with? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably, it's kind of probably buried sort of deep, so it's probably hard for me to articulate. I mean, I just, I mean, one simple thing is I remember seeing a church in that area when I visited there, when we were sort of thinking about the film, and it was like a white church, different church, but I, but that always stuck in my, my mind. But I think beyond that, there is kind of like a religious line in this film, like, you know, because early on the film, a woman is singing kind of Amazing Grace inside this store. Amazing Grace has like, you know, that has a very interesting history of that song as well. But a woman is singing Amazing Grace inside a store and our main character hears that from the outside. He's drawn into the store yeah. in part, you know, like he's drawn by that voice and then it comes back Amazing Grace, at least if we edit it this way, like it's going to come back, you know, later in that pivotal church scene. And Amazing Grace, like for me, always had meaning, you know, like I just, I, I, I know that song, like a lot of people are familiar with it and it's been used a lot in kind of film and, and that sort of thing. But, but as a child, like, I mean, Amazing Grace is one of those songs that I, I just always kind of took to, like I always thought it was a beautiful song and mm-hmm. had, had a beautiful kind of idea behind it. And um, so for me, at least that song and that in church, though I maybe have walked away from sort of the, the, the institutional religious component, still kind of meant something to me in terms of like, hey, this is like this sort of this path of kind of of, of having grace and, or sort of grace for other people and also like being able to make amends, like being able to acknowledge that one has done something wrong and then choosing um, not just acknowledging, but also choosing the the potential to choose a different path to like do the right thing rather than the wrong yeah. thing. So I, that has still kind of stuck with me, I think, you know, all these years and is important to me. Yeah. I, I'm trying to wrap my head around like, because I think, you know, I mean, this is, this is probably shop talk, you know, for, for filmmakers, anyone who's, out there who makes films and whatnot um for for independent 
project, which yours is, and low budget, uh, getting locations is really hard. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just because there's a lot of cost and, and other legalities. And so when you went to that church and they're like, well, we're connected to kind of a larger mm -hmm. archdiocese and the Catholic church, immediately it's like, oh, that's a big organization that you have to contend with. Mm -hmm. and, and for a project of your size and budget, right? There definitely, there was a chance that, or, or in most cases, a likelihood that you wouldn't get that location. Right. So I guess, but then, you know, you had the backing of that father and whatever he said, uh, you know, helped you guys get the location and, and, and his faith and his, his prayer. Like, I guess, do you, I guess, do you think that, um, faith can kind of, uh, we're getting kind of into like a heady space, but like, yeah. can faith kind of like come and go? I guess it, in a li in a person's life, or like, d like did you kind of have like a hmm, interesting? Like, there's a religious component that like sort of has affected me that hasn't uh, I haven't been around in like quite a bit. I mean, not in that way. You okay. know, like for me, like I think what it did give me is sort of pause to think about what what is attractive to me about church and about religion and about religious people. And I think this, this priest, the, there are a number of things that I found attractive about just his kind of mentality, but one of the big things was like sincerity. Like I felt like he was very sincere. Yeah. And you know, that's something that I still appreciate and have appreciated. And so it was really cool for me to experience that like inside of a church and a religion and a big religion again. Cause I think, you know, like maybe sometimes I'm just speaking for myself, but maybe like sometimes it's easy to sort of like just get sort of expect certain behaviors from, from people or from institutions. Right. Right. Um, just cause you just get in your sort of camp or, or hanging with the same people you hang with or whatever it might be, you know, but just being able to like, be in a different experience, like be vulnerable, have someone else that was like being kind of open, sincere, like willing to kind of like trust what I was saying and have belief in me and also see the goodness in me and see the goodness and goodness in Nikki and in our story. And it was a pretty powerful experience for me, especially because that's one of the reasons why I think that I distance myself from religion because I felt like a lot, like my problem with religion in part has been the sort of like in club, out club mentality. And at times where I felt like, at least my personal experience, where I felt kind of this, this judgment of being like, you know, other or outside or something like that or, or not good. And I'm like, wait a second, like, I was going to, I'm pretty good. I was going to try to be good, you know? Yeah. I was going to get in, get into that. It was like mm -hmm. the, the flip of the story is the, the, the point of view of the father, mm -hmm. because I mean, I don't even know. I, I know what you write. I don't, I actually don't know the, from what you, I know the plot of the movie from what you just said just now. I actually didn't know much mm -hmm. more than that, but I know that your writing and, and, and cinematic work is dark, mm -hmm. like, and, and gets on themes that a church may just be conservative about me. Like, I don't know. This is like, this, you, you have some good themes and whatnot, but the content is very mature and adult. So right. I guess for him to kind of 
cross like quote like like the in club out club stuff mm-hmm. like that you're saying it's kind of interesting because like you know you weren't from the church mm-hmm. certainly not from the catholic church yeah or necessarily a church or you know i don't i don't think you would have pitched you certainly didn't pitch your film as like a faith-based movie or anything like that no, and no, it's not and yeah. i'm pretty sure it's not no no yeah uh, I mean, so sure. but but like i guess like he kind of reached like what do you think he saw in you guys mm-hmm. you know because you guys wouldn't be necessarily in the in club of catholicism right. and and he wasn't doing a favor for a fellow mm-hmm. catholic so to speak so what what do you think i guess why why do you think he like kind of crossed the line and gave you try to help you guys out yeah i mean i think i think he sort of i think he saw i think he was sincere and i think what helped is i think i was like 100 percent sincere you know like yeah i mean that's something i i try i try to embody or try to emulate like being a sincere person you know like that's what makes me feel okay about myself if i feel like i'm being like honest and like there's a certain amount of like politicking that can go on when you're making a film like indie film any film you're trying you're meeting a lot of people it's almost like you're shaking a lot of hands you're getting people on your side if you're in a community but on the other hand like if you really believe in what you're doing you believe in the story and 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 i was also sort of being honest about who i am and about the story like i think that that kind of resonated you know it it seemed like because the story resonated with him like he understood the heart of the story the morality of the story and kind of where i was coming from it was like a guy the thing that was so powerful and this might sound cheesy to say but i feel like the guy was like looking into my heart because it's like looking into the story and he's like yeah that sounds about right you know that's that's humanity instead of darkness like you know like a lot of times like back when we were at school um you know i feel like people would sort of like put me out there and be like oh yeah kevin's dark or kevin's work is dark you know and like for me i was always like well okay like i I see i see where someone could be coming from in terms of like my interests or like some of the thriller stuff or drama but you know like the the heart of the story is like it's 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 human you know it's like people making choices some make good choices some make bad choices and maybe like in some of the stories like this one like it's like a person making kind of a human decision and out of fear and then making sort of like some other poor choices on top of that, but then bearing the consequences. And I think the priest kind of like, he saw that and he was like, okay, like that actually could be a, a good story for, for, for people to take in, especially in his, his view, like as he was reading it, you know, young, mm. young people. I mean, it sounds like to me, like what makes kind of that experience I, I very personal, you know, like, cause on the outside, it's just like, I secured a location, right. right? That's like the general basic, that's like the log line. Right. But when you look deeper, it's like, and it's sort of like, yeah, I'm, I'm just as guilty as anyone of like viewing your work a certain way at times. But, but I guess he saw your writing as a reflection of you mm-hmm. and like, basically like this, this man pierced your soul or looked at you, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. saw your soul, right? Or whatever. And yeah. then you just felt that, like, you felt this, like, whoa, you just got me and got that this, uh, th- there's a human aspect or sincerity to the story, mm-hmm. though the format of it is told in a, you know, cinematic way mm-hmm. and to engage and enter- entertain. Especially like the layers that, that, that could have, like, kept both of us from that potentially. Like how many times have churches been burned by filmmakers who are dishonest? Like say, oh yeah, we're gonna show the church in a favorable light or at least a decent light, and then change 
change yeah. what they're their, their, what they're doing or their yeah. intention was always different or even for myself based upon all the experiences that i had with religion many of which were not favorable and have not been favorable you know i could have shut down the door i could have not put that in the film i could have not been willing to go there and talk to somebody i could have not been willing to talk to someone for an hour or when there were concerns about the legal issues afterwards i could have panicked and yeah. just been like hey this is too this is too much like uh, some sort of bad experience i had when i was you know, 15 years old. So I'm out, but you know, like I'm not 15 anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was able to kind of but, sort of sort of work through the process. But it, but yeah, even as, I mean, I only know you as an adult. And so I do know you as someone that's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm out. Right. So, so like, so for you to have to talk to a priest mm-hmm. is not something that you are like, sure, I'll do it. It's more mm-hmm. like, mm, ah, yeah, yeah. But, but something about this, Right, kind of like like because like Nikki didn't take the take the conversation solely, right? Because you could have been Nikki, you take this one, I'm out. Right, but you you both went. Yeah, and I, I sort of I drove the and I you know because I'm directing the film, like I sort of I you know drove the conversation. I answered the questions, you know. Yeah, like, you know, not that I mean Nikki did too, but I did kind of I was there, you know. Yeah, it just seems like yeah, it just sounds to me like this is kind of like a sort of you know, breaking down barriers mm-hmm. and, and what could happen when you do. Right. I feel like obviously this is being, this conversation is being recorded at a time in America where barriers are being put up right, on purpose, you know, physical, emotional, and otherwise. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, that sounds, that's cool that like, I don't know, it's like two people kind of, you know, basically took a chance or like put their reservations aside and you know, you had some kind of like deep personal experience from it. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I guess like part of it is like the ability to like live, live sort of within, you know, things that may feel like they're competing or oppositional. You know, like even in my journey, like the last four years, like I've taught at Loyola Marymount university, you know, a Catholic Jesuit university. That's right. That's what? that's the, that's the last four years of my life, and I'll be there again this fall. You know, so it's like, you know, and 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 like that has been an interesting experience for me as well because you know, like at at jump, you know, that might have been a difficult thing to sign on to, and in fact, you know, it was something that at least I was thinking about. But you know, like the at least in part, what's what has been good about that experience is like that school does place a big emphasis on ethics and on social justice. So it's like, you know, there's a kind of a willingness to talk about those issues, which happen to be things that I care about. So it's like I've been able to kind of like do that and have that vehicle, that teaching vehicle to, to talk about those issues in, in, in a place that maybe maybe I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought I would have been at, you know. Yeah, that just no, I, I forgot that you taught there. Um, but I do. I, I remember now and like but you teach there in a very like secular way, like you, you come at it as like. I'm teaching screenwriting at this university that, that do, it, you know, has a religious component, but you're not part of that. So it almost always in my mind was like, it's separate. Like you teach at that school cause they need a screenwriting teacher. Right. Uh, so it wasn't like you quote, like crossed over or like reached over the aisle to kind of shake hands. You know, you know what I mean? Like as opposed to this experience where, Mm-hmm. You you sort of out of necessity had to speak with someone, you know. This is a different in, intimately. You yeah, know? it was like a different. It was a different kind of intimacy because I think you're. I think you're right. Like I'm not kind of like 
in contact with priests every day where I, where I work. Like I'm at the film school, but I do think like, you know, like in my life I've been, I have been willing, I guess like part, part of the reason why this experience isn't totally outside of like something I would do is like, I have been willing to kind of like give stuff a shot, you know, like, and like teaching at Loyola Marymount was kind of part of that. And then like, this was even kind of more so like, just give it a go. Like you know, yeah. be willing to talk to somebody and just see, see what it's see what see what's really going on as opposed to just having a preconceived idea and uh i do think that's why it was so powerful in part yeah and i think uh you know i think i think in closing uh kind of just talk to people yeah i mean i mean you never have a conversation you 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 know there's and there's barriers and things we all have but if you kind of are able to set that aside have a conversation you might have a really memorable experience yeah and if well, i could if i could just say one more thing about it of you course know, if you don't mind yeah no, like, not at all and i think like part part of it for me like and this has been something in my own creative work but like you know i've always felt like an outsider and sometimes like when i talk to people about that that know me they might be like well like how so you know what i mean like you seem to get along with people you're doing pretty well in life you know you're well adjusted you have friends you have people around you, you have family yeah but i've always felt like an outsider partly because the way i was like probably because the way i was raised like if, if kind of like t- take the through line of like even the religious aspect of like being like a evangelical kind of protestant kid growing up surrounded by catholics all in my neighborhood in my school and then having catholics that were um my grandparents and, and all my other sort of extended family on top of that, like being, being sort of in those evangelical Christian circles, but like I went to public school, not private school, you know, it's like, so even then I felt somewhat on the outside cause I was learning some values that were maybe different than like typical public school you mm-hmm. know, values. And then going to, um, a religious college and yet, yet being kind of like, um, a public school kid, you know what I mean? So it's like all yeah. of a sudden I didn't fit in there. And then just sort of continuing on down, even to like our time at USC, like being a sort of a guy f- from a blue collar family, more or less, you know, just outside Buffalo, New York, but then getting an opportunity to go to a really prestigious film school, you know, among sort of different sorts of um, people, you know, like maybe even different level, um, economic backgrounds, like across the board. So like, I yeah. had, I, and then of course, like being at Loyola now, so being there, but like, but I'm not Catholic, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, so I've yeah. had that, I've had that kind of feeling, but I guess like the, the one thing that has been kind of powerful to me about this experience is like feeling like an outsider, but like, but when I've had the sort of belief in story and like a story I want to tell, cause I think it has meaning, like all of a sudden, like being empowered to like speak to people and, and have people respond and also to build community by just like that level of openness. So I think that's why this experience with the priest, it's like reflective and sort of got me thinking about all these sort of um, aspects of my life and, and kind of how I'm interacting with the world. And maybe maybe there's some story in there for other people that could be you know, helpful. Yeah, just like that experience sort of connected a lot of your life together mm-hmm. in a way or it's kind of like a, yeah, a connecting point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, well, thank you for, for doing this. That was a very kind of, we got a little deep, which okay. is cool. Thanks for having me. I yeah. Really, it was really fun. I really appreciate it. And it's just, I think telling stories is so powerful. So I'm really, you know, happy that you're doing this. I think it's, I think it's going to be great for, for people to, oh, thanks, man. to even share their stories. And then whoever listens can, you know, they can be telling their story too. 
Yeah. So, so thanks again to Kevin. We're going to shout out his book, I Animal, which probably will be out the, at the time this podcast is on the air and up on the glass, which will be his movie that'll be out once you're done editing it. That's right. And uh, that's the show. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Hey, I think you want to listen to another one, right? Well, you can do so on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or our website at beststoryinevertold.com. And for those of you who are interested in sponsoring future episodes, we would love it. Contact us at beststoryinevertold at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.